Something I bet we all have in common. I'm kind of ready for things to get back to normal, aren't you? I mean, it's kind of been fun. It's sort of been a break. I say fun for some people, it's been fun to have a break. For other people, it's just like 100% stress. And you know, we're somewhere on that continuum. But for the most part, I think we're all ready for things to get back to normal. But in light of what we've experienced, in light of what we've learned, it would be, it'd probably be just a shame for us to go back to normal normal, right? Like right now, there are a lot of people talking about the new normal. In fact, I bet you've talked about the new normal. Now, as you know, some of the new normal uh, um, may be forced upon us, but, but here's the thing, and, and here's what we're going to talk about for the next three weeks. If, if we're wise, we will pause and ask the question, what have I learned? What, what have we learned, and what do we want to carry forward? Now, here's something I, I've learned. In fact, uh, here's something I think we've all learned, that the producers of the Mad Max movies, do you remember the Mad Max movies from like, you know, the late 70s, 80s, early 90s? The producers of the Mad Max movies had it all wrong. Because here's what we, we learned, that the most valuable commodity during a, an apocalypse is not oil. Do you know what it is? Toilet paper, right? I mean, I, I think somebody should make a movie about that, and I've got the best title for it. Ready? Game of Thrones, right? I, I know. So, so the question we're going to ask for the next few weeks is, is how can we take what we've learned and carry it into the future? How can we be better for it? How can we be better as a result of what we've just experienced? If we don't stop and ask this question, we'll forget and that would be a shame because we all know this. Pain without gain is a shame. Now, I realize some of you aren't ready to ask this question because your response to me so far is this. Jim, I can't think about how to be better for it because I'm still in it. In fact, I'm just beginning to suffer the consequences of what we've just been through. But I just want, want to push back on that j just a little bit. And I realize I'm stepping out because I don't know your circumstances. I don't know your pain. I don't know what you're going through right now. And I don't know how this has affected you or your family specifically. But here's what I do know, is that if we don't pay attention, we won't benefit from it. And our tendency will be to rush back to the old normal and miss the lessons learned in this new season or in this new normal. Many years ago in his, in his book, The Problem of Pain, C.S. Lewis explores this very tension of what we should learn and when is too early to begin learning. Here's what he wrote. My own experience is something like this. I'm progressing along the path of life in my ordinary, contentedly fallen and godless condition, absorbed in a merry meeting with my friends for the morrow or a bit of work that tickles my vanity when suddenly a stab of abdominal pain threatens a serious disease or perhaps a headline in the newspaper that threatens all of us with destruction sends this whole pack of cards tumbling down. At first I'm overwhelmed and all of my little happiness look like broken toys. And then slowly and reluctantly, bit by bit, I try to bring myself into the frame of mind that I should be in at all times. And perhaps by God's grace, I succeed and for a day or two, become a creature consciously dependent on God and drawing its strength from the right sources. But, but the moment the threat is withdrawn, the moment the threat is withdrawn, and you already know what comes next. And the reason you know, and the reason I know, is because it's our story, right? We've, we've been there before. For some of you, your story went like this. A year ago, maybe a few years ago, your husband or wife comes to you and said, okay, if, if you don't change, I'm done, right? I'm, I'm out of here. We've talked, we've counseled, and I don't see any permanent change. And suddenly he or she had your attention. You sat up straight and you began making changes, right? You began coming home early. You started listening better. You paid more attention to the kids. You paid more attention to what he asked or what she asked. Suddenly you became a better husband or you became a better wife. And the marriage got better for a while. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, you begin to retreat to old ways, to your old normal, to your normal normal. 
Maybe you're a single woman and, and maybe your story went something like this. You discovered or, or at least thought you, you were pregnant and you were scared to death. Suddenly your religious past came crashing down on top of you. And maybe you prayed for the first time in a long time and you begged God and you promised God that you change. And then you discovered that you weren't pregnant and, you know, whew, you were so relieved and you're a different person and you behaved yourself and you stepped back into the standards of, of the things that you embraced while you were growing up for a while. But once the threat was withdrawn, you began to drift right back into these normal, normal ways. And you've got your own story, and all of this just kind of makes me wonder, like, what's wrong with us? Why do we have to be on the brink of disaster before we're willing to make the changes that we've known all along that we need to make? Let's go back to C.S. Lewis. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, my whole nature, and I love how he says this, leaps back to the toys. God has me for about 48 hours, and, and only the dint of taking everything else away from me. Let him but sheathe that sword for a moment. And here's what, what I want us uh, to look at. In order for us to gain through this pain, we have to be intentional. Otherwise, we're all going to drift back to normal. We, the normal that, that we used to have, the normal that, that shouldn't have been. Listen to how he finishes this idea. Let him but sheathe the sword for a moment. And I behave like a puppy when, when the hated bath is over. And if you have dogs, you know where we're going with this, right? I behave like a, like a puppy. When the hated bath is over, I shake myself as, as dry as I can be and I race off to reacquire my comfortable dirtiness. If not in the nearest manure heap, at least in the nearest flower bed. Now here's the thing, and this is true of all of us. It is human nature to return to bad habits once the pain associated with those bad habits is gone. Or you could say it's human nature to want for, for things to get back to the way it was, to normal. But aspiring to normal is not very inspiring. So here's the question. How can we be better for it? You've heard it said, don't let a good thing go to waste. That's true. But don't let a bad thing go to waste either. In fact, in this situation, it would be worse to allow a bad thing to go to waste. And it is not too soon to begin to ask this question. It's not too soon to begin this discussion. What have I been doing that almost led to my undoing? Or the flip side, what should I be begin doing now that I should have been doing all along? So today I want to talk about three specific areas. And honestly, the first two are going to feel a little bit painful. You may feel a, a little bit like, like I'm being insensitive. And, and the only reason you're really going to begin feeling that way is because you're going to think that it's too soon. You're going to think that I, I shouldn't be, be there yet. But, but as I just said, it's not too soon. We learn the most when the pressure is on. And this is the time when we gain the most perspective. Number one, how can you be better for it financially? How can you be better from what we just went through? What, 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 have, what have you been doing that almost led to your financial undoing? What financial habit caught up with you in this difficult season? Or, or what do you wish you'd been doing financially that would have set you up to be in a better place now? And whatever comes to mind, here's my challenge. Begin now. Now is the time to face up to two financial realities. And if you'll use the pressure that you're feeling right now, even perhaps the chaos in your financial life right now, to begin answering these important questions, you will be better for it later. I just want to talk about two financial realities that are, are kind of looming large for many of us. First, I want is better than I owe. Or, or in other words, it is better to go without things you don't need than to owe money on things you don't need. It's better to go without things you don't need, right? And there's a tension there than to owe money on things you don't need. And there's a tension there. There's a tension either way you go. But the tension of I owe is far worse than the tension of I want. The second financial reality that looms large right now, that serves as a reminder and perhaps sets you up to be better for it later on is this. A financial hole, and you're going to hate me for this, but a financial hole is always due in part to a lack of self-control. A financial hole, and it rhymes so you'll remember this, a financial hole is usually due to a lack of self-control. Let me illustrate it this way. 
Before this crisis, you had this thought, if only I had more money, if only I had more money, if only I made more money. During this crisis, you had this thought, if only I'd saved more money, if only I'd saved more money, which is the same thing as saying, if only in the past I had exercised better self-control. A financial hole is usually due in part to a lack of self-control. And if you're facing the consequences of a lack of self-control financially, now is the time to write down, to learn the lesson, to never do what you did in the past again so that you would be ready for the future. The writer of Proverbs states it this way. He gives us this word picture. That's a powerful word from ancient times. Here's what he wrote. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Like a city whose walls are broken through. For us, this is meaningless. But in ancient times, the walls around a city represented security and peace and prosperity and safety. When an enemy would come, they would pick the weakest part of a wall and they would use weapons of warfare and siege warfare. And eventually they'd break through and create a breach or a break in the wall. And the enemy would kind of pour through that. And here's what the writer is saying, is that a city, when the walls are broken through, the people within the city lose their security. They lose their safety. They lose their autonomy. They lose their ability to control their own lives. And here's this point, that a lack of self-control, and this is true in any area of our lives, a lack of self-control leads to a loss of control. And what do you want more than pretty much anything else in your life? You want control of your life. The key to having control of your life is to exercise self-control. And consequently, because of what we've just been through, you may be learning this <clears throat> the hard way financially. I want you to be better for it. You want to be better for it. Now is the time to take some of these simple ideas, these, these common sense ideas, and elevate them so that you don't pass this way again, if in fact this ever happens in our life again. A lack of self-control always leads to a loss of control. Now, here's something you've heard before. I bet somewhere in the past, somebody either gave you this advice or you heard someone talking about this and having been given this advice before. And the advice has, was, was to get three to six months in savings, <clears throat> right, in case of an emergency. I bet when you heard that for the first time or maybe you read it in a book for the first time, you thought to yourself, you know, that's a really good idea. I really should set, you know, three to six months of living expenses aside in an emergency account. And if you took that advice, advice which requires extraordinary self-control, then you were better for it with what we've just been through. But if you didn't take that advice, you're wishing you had. Now is the time. Now is the time to create a plan to put money aside you know, so that when there's a financial bump, you're ready. That way, when the, when the walls are attacked, when they're broken through, you will still have control. You'll have an emergency fund to come back on. But an emergency fund requires extraordinary self-control. So decide right now. How can you be better for it financially? Simply, you've heard it said a thousand times, save more, spend less, get out and stay out of debt. Well, one more thing on the financial piece. If this particular season has hit you particularly hard, your tendency will be to blame the, you know, the virus or your boss or the economy. And that's a mistake. Certainly the virus contributed to it and your work situation contributed to it and the economy has contributed to it. But, but here's what I, I, I want to say, and I know this is hard. Perhaps you contributed to your situation as well. You must own that slice of the pie. And now is the time to own it. And now is the time to make the decision so that you never face this situation again. Take responsibility for your finances. Embrace all that common sense that, that you've heard your whole life. Exercise self-control. Prepare for the future. Take notes. Make a plan. Decide to be better for it. Number two, how can you be better for it relation, relationally? What, what have you experienced in these past few months relationally that you 
you, you don't want to carry or you do want to carry in, into the future? Well, what have you experienced uh, you know, with your friends or, or your children or your wife? Maybe there's some, some negative things that, that, that you've never paid attention to, perhaps that you've never noticed, some unaddressed cracks in your marriage, things that you put to the periphery, things that, that, that came up from time to time, but you were busy and the old normal allowed you to, to ignore what was right in front of you. Perhaps what you've noticed is a lack of common ground with, with, with one of your kids, maybe a lack of common ground with your children, all of your children. You're spending so much time with your family now that you recognize I've never really developed an actual relationship with one of my kids because I, I was so busy before this. Isn't it true that quarantine has highlighted the good and the not so good relationally? So here's the opportunity, and I don't want you to miss this. COVID-19 may actually serve as a wake-up call to you relationally. If, you know, if you wake up, so wake up. If there are cracks in your relationship at home right now, now is the time to address them. Rushing back to normal is going to empower you to ignore them. Relationship problems don't fix themselves. So now is the time to address the relationship issues. Now is the time, right now is the time where you have some extra time and maybe a little bit more pressure with what's going on or maybe what's not going on at home. And before you begin pointing fingers, this works the same way with your finances, own your slice of the conflict pie. In fact, if you get this right, your story of COVID-19, and eventually this will just be a story. Your story of COVID-19 may be this. It was actually the catalyst that saved my marriage. If you pay attention to this, and if you do the difficult work and face what's in front of you right now, rushing back to normal will only allow it to continue to get worse. But facing it, facing the things you've neglected will allow it to get better. Perhaps your story will be this. COVID-19 was the catalyst for repairing my relationship with my son. COVID-19 was the catalyst for repairing my relationship with my daughter. Relationally speaking, and I don't think we can exaggerate this enough, all of, of this pain with no gain would certainly be an extraordinary shame. Last, last thing, number three, how can you be better for it personally? And when I say personally, I'm talking about internally. Let, let me ask it this way. How has or, or <clears throat> how is your worldview holding up? How is your worldview holding up? You, you know what your worldview is? It's the way that you see and interpret and explain how the world works. And when difficult times come, sometimes our foundations are rocked. And if your foundation or your worldview has been rocked, you should pay attention to that. Do you find yourself asking questions that you've never asked before? If you're not particularly a religious person, do you find yourself praying for the first time in a very, very long time? Maybe you went and you found a Bible for the first time in a long time. If you are particularly a religious person, has your faith been rattled? Did you discover that your faith was more fragile than you imagined? Do you find yourself asking questions that you've never asked before? Questions like, like where's God and, and how could God or I thought God? Regardless which side of the faith aisle you're on, if this current season has created a tension on the inside, pay attention to that tension. It means you are on the verge of learning something new or, or being reminded of something that you've forgotten. It could lead to something good and it certainly could lead to something and somewhere better. I, I've heard this said and I believe this to be true. Inside all of us, there is a little bit of thinking that goes like this. God owes me. Or, or if you don't believe in God, then, then life owes me or karma owes me or somebody owes me because I've been a good person and I've lived a good life. Kate Bowler, a professor at Duke Divinity University, is also a cancer survivor. She's written from her pain and basically put her life and her pain out there for the whole world to, to examine in an effort to help people understand what it means to navigate difficult times. She wrote a book that's called Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. While communicating with her friend about our current pandemic and our response to it, she, she says this, each of us through accidental narcissism of wanting to be happy, and don't you wanna be happy? I mean, I wanna be happy. 
in wanting to be happy, she says, we kind of find ourselves tripped up in, in this accidental narcissism. Like what an insight. We get confused about what we actually deserve. And then she writes this, the world cannot help us know the difference between who is righteous and who's just plain lucky. Now here's my point. If this season has kind of rocked your, your internal world, if this season has rocked your worldview, if this season has rocked your, your faith, pay attention to that tension. You may be on the verge of learning something new. You may be on the verge of being reminded of something old. If current events have left you wrestling with God, maybe God questions, right? you're not a religious person, but now you find yourself wrestling with God questions, pay attention to that. And if you're a Christian, pay attention to this tension as well. You may discover that you need a different kind of faith. You, you, you may discover a, a better faith. You may discover a different version of faith. And perhaps you'll finally give up your faith in the non-existent God who doesn't allow bad things to happen to good people and come face to face with the God who allowed the worst possible thing to happen to the best possible person, his son. And he did that on your behalf. So, so the point is simply this. Let's decide to be better for it. Let's make sure that we're better for it financially. Let's make sure that we're better for it relationally. Let, let's make sure that we're better for it personally. Because all this pain without any gain certainly would be a shame. And let's embrace the lessons we've learned and the perspectives that we've gained. Let's all decide to be better for it. Let's not do what C.S. Lewis referred to when he said, behave like a puppy when the hated bath is over. And when this hated season will come to an end and this hated bath will be over, but let's not race to the nearest flower bed or the nearest manure heap. Let's not forget what we've learned. Let's not lose this perspective. To help you do that, I want to make a suggestion. Now, some of you aren't going to like this and, and that's okay. We're going to talk about this for the next three weeks. Some of you are going to love this, but, but uh, because it's so easy for us to forget, because it's so easy for us to, to, to kind of uh, come back to what, what's normal and lose sight of what we've learned, I want to encourage you to come up with a way to remember what, what we're actually learning. I want you to create a reminder. Find a physical object, object or perhaps make a craft or, or craft a physical object, or, or maybe it's something you already own. I, I want you to attach a memory to this object, something that will remind you for this, of this season and, and what you want to carry forward from it. I want you to take this object, whatever it might be, and I want you to place it somewhere prominent in your life so that you see it and that you're reminded. Maybe it will, it will simply be a reminder to slow down. Maybe it will be a reminder to value your friendships that you've neglected. Maybe it will be a reminder to kind of dig in and deal with the, the, the crack in your relationships at home. Maybe it will be a reminder to invest in your, that son or that daughter that you've had trouble connecting with. Perhaps it's a reminder of, of what most of us are, are experiencing right now. Something that we're all learning, that we have far more in common with people than we thought. I want you to come up with a reminder and place it somewhere where you can be reminded and, and where we're going to talk about this for the next three weeks. Basically, what I want us to do is because of what we learned and the perspective that we've gained, I want us to begin writing a story as we all move forward. Because as I said earlier, eventually this COVID-19 season is simply going to be a story we tell. I can't wait for things to get back to normal. I, I think we're all looking forward to that. And we'll get there soon enough. But let's not miss this unprecedented and hopefully once in a lifetime opportunity to learn everything we can and to gain the perspective that will serve us well in the future. Let's not merely settle for, for getting through this. Let's decide to be better for it. 
Heavenly Father, help us to do better, God. Help us to be better friends. Help us to be better better husbands, better wives, better neighbors, better children. Help us, Lord, to, to, to look to you, God, for that wisdom that in the midst of this circumstance we can all learn. Help us, God, to come out of this pandemic better for it. Give us the wisdom to see it and the courage to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Thank you for joining us for Church Online. I'll see you right back here next time.